You've worked so hard for all the things you have. The salary, the status, the success. And with that image, there's a drink. One to unwind, one to loosen up, one to take the edge off. But how do you know when a drink is more than just a drink? We get it. We can help. Karen's Grandview program has been helping accomplished people just like you regain their lives. Talk to us. Visit karen.org slash grandview. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Mad Hatters podcast with your host. I am your host, Queen Alexis, with my boy, Devontae Davis. What's good? What's happening? What's up? Tell, tell folks, everybody say what's up. Yo, yo, what's up, world? How's everybody doing tonight? All right, all right, all right. And we're going to have my girl, Mavis Avis Davis, up in the building tonight. Yo, say what's up, what's up, what's up? Good evening. She all nice and stuff. Yeah, all nice and shit. And we are back. Now, for those who have not um, listened to the episode of the polyamorous relationships, we was introduced to a young lady by the name of Lola. And baby, Lola let us know what she want, what she got going on, and everything. So, hey, yo, hey, yo, Lola, yo, give up, give everybody what's up, say what's up to everybody. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Happy Saturday. Get your drink on all right, all right. All right, so tonight, tonight we are going to be talking about a very interesting conversation on tonight. We're diving into, I guess we're having this little series of um, unconventional relationships, um, stuff dealing with sexuality, but you dive deep up into that. So, on tonight, we are going to be talking about the lifestyle of BDSM. Now, for those who don't know what it is, we are going to be talking about what it is and everything. And Lola is going to give us a um, pretty much her experience, like what what is her experience in this lifestyle and what you know what can she tell us about it and everything so but let's just get this started right quick now for those who don't know what is bdsm bdsm is an acronym for a variety of sexual practices including that involve bondage dominance and submission and sadomasochisms. Um, the practice usually involves partner taking on partners taking on specific roles in which one partner is dominant and the other one is submissive. So we got to, got to, got to get it. I, I just wanted to get into like what is like a personal view, a personal uh, perspective. Most people. When you mention BDSM, immediately they go into, oh, you in that kinky shit. You know, with that kinky stuff, that kink, that kink, and everything. So, yeah. But we want to get into details of what it actually involves and also the mindset of it as well. So, we got our girl Lola up in this, up in this building, and she is going to pretty much give us a personal account of what this is. So, Lola, are you ready? I'm ready. Look, let me go get my drink <laughs> and my black and mouth because you are not going to have me straight up speechless tonight. Not tonight. No. <laughs> but for you, this is my first question. For you, what how was you how was you introduced to the lifestyle of BDSM? Um, it started more with a personal need to submit. 
and not really understanding why or uh, honestly it just started with trying to figure out who I am and what I am in my relationships. I didn't understand why I was so submissive. I didn't understand who could handle somebody like me. And then I got to doing my own research about like submission in relationships and um, I found a whole culture of individuals that live that way every day. And then I just kind of did a little more research and found out about a whole lot more kinky stuff that was above and beyond the mental side of it. And here I am. And honestly, I, <laughs> I'm glad and I'll never look back. Okay, when you said you wanted to find a need to submit. Now, I think we need to clarify the whole thing about submission because submission can go so many ways, okay, when it comes into a relationship. Um, I know a lot of guys will be like, man, I wish my woman would submit, and they're not talking about in this lifestyle, like this type of way, but you know, pretty much in layman's term, uh, shut up, stop talking too much, um, pretty much be that safe haven to, for me, get, be my peace, you know, my peace and not, you know, a nagging woman. But in this, this is a whole nother type of submission. So can you elaborate on what that is? I'm going to say it's not a whole nother, it's an addition to, because in this, I am his peace in certain ways. I am his escape um, from reality. I, I do shut up. I know what my place is. So it, it adds to what a lot of vanilla relationships wish they had in a level of submission. So for me, um, my submission goes pretty deep. So on a daily basis, I have to ask permission to drink alcohol. I have to ask permission to go out with my friends. I have to ask permission to spend a certain amount of money. Um, I have to, honestly, I have to ask permission to do, or I should ask permission to do just about anything outside of work and take care of my kids. Those are two things that are kind of um, not touched. We don't, he doesn't play a part in that role if it has to do with my money, um, like, you know, my bills or stuff like that. He may try to help me, but at the same time, he doesn't take control over my household in the sense of what I do with my children. Uh, Ashley? All right, so the man, you got you got me off guard on this. But just just with that, like having to ask permission to consume alcohol, having to ask permission to leave the house, or you know to do stuff. So my question is, why why is that a lifestyle you would want to live? Like for me, I don't know if I could get get down with that or get jiggy with it because it's like at the same time like I like my freedom I like to be able to come I'm not in a relationship right now so but I I can I, I enjoy my freedom even if I am in a relationship it's like I want my freedom to be able to come and go as I want I want to be able to you know if I want to sit back and have a glass on with the girls it's like oh hold on let me go check with my dude real quick so why why is that something like what intrigues you to be submissive. I don't know. I just, I don't like being controlled, I guess. And I, that's kind of how I look at it is almost being controlled, but you are also being submissive. So I don't necessarily feel that there's a difference, but I know there is a little bit of a difference there. And I told you I'm going to pick your brain on this one. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. Um, so first off, let me just say that everything is negotiated. When you get into this lifestyle, you sit down with the person and you say that, or usually they'll start it and say, this is what I expect of you. And you can say, okay, that's great. 
I'll take A, B, and C, but D isn't working for me. And they'll say, okay, well, can you do this part or that part? So, like, everything is negotiated. It's not just, see, there's a difference between being a dominant and being domineering. They're two very different things. A domineering individual is controlling to the point where the other part has no control or no power. A true DS relationship is a power exchange. I am not a submissive without my dominant, but my dominant is not a dominant without his submissive. So we allow each other to be who we are. Everything was negotiated from the start. And some things have changed along the way where, um, for me, I'm really bad at time management. Um, I'm tired all the time. I do too much. I'm up till 2, 3 in the morning, but then I got to get up for work at 5. So him realizing that I'm not going to stop or slow down, he said, you know what, baby, look, you need a bedtime because you're not going to take care of yourself. And it's everything that we do, everything, every rule that he sets out is for my best interest. I do need a bedtime. I do need to slow down and shut down at a certain time so that I can get the sleep that I need so that I can be the productive individual that I need to be on a daily basis. So it's uh, it's so you don't care about you. <laughs> Definitely. They uh, that's they all do. I mean a real one. There are fakes out there, but a real one will always have your best interest at heart first. So anything that is controlled or anything that is set out there that you have to do is all because they've looked back and said, "You know what? You're not taking care of yourself. Let me teach you how to take care of yourself." This is a new rule for you. This is your new guideline. You're drinking too much. You know what? You need to start asking me because you need to slow your roll. You're not sleeping enough. Here's your bedtime. You're spending too much money and always complaining about struggling. Talk to me before you spend anything frivolous. None of it is to be controlling. All of it is to teach you how to grow and be a better person. Okay. Okay. Devontae, what you gotta say? Uh, I mean, I'm hearing the conversation. I mean, are, are there a lot of uh, women of color in the in this in these groups or whatever? Because I just can only imagine some sister be like, "You not gonna touch me or my pink Whitney, nigga? I can drink as much as the fuck I want, and uh, you ain't got nothing to say about it." You know, so it's like, do you run across? A lot, is there a lot of sisters in there? Are there a lot of women of color that, that get into that lifestyle? And, and, and what's the term for them, you know? There, there are. There's, I mean, there's a good mix of every race on every side. Um, but remember that a dominant doesn't have to be male. A female dominant is a domain. They are out there. There are male submissives. There are men out there that are doing everything that that woman tells them to do. It's both sides. It's not just a man telling a woman what to do. It goes the other way around, too. No shit. So you're telling me it's a dude right now that's on that? Like, like, yeah, smack me in the face, baby. You know, like, for real? Yes. Wow. There is is another term. Um, So when you talk about submission, there's different levels, and then there's different types. There's brats, there's littles, there's baby girls and baby boys, there's um, slaves. It's not just a female thing. There's men out there that like to be dominated by women. There's men that like to be put on leashes and put in cages and told what to do. There's men that like to be used in a fun, um, just kind of let loose manner. There's women that like the same thing. It's not one sex that is on either side of the spectrum. What? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. I'm not caught off guard yet. I'm still holding on. <laughs> Ashley out. So, okay. 
my next question is this how old were you when you first got into this I've only been in the lifestyle now uh, on the BDSM side for, you know what, just about a year now. It'll be okay. a year in October. Okay. Do you think that, um, do you think that age has a good, can be a good factor into what the people are ready to be in this type of lifestyle? No. I know a lot of young younger women and men um, that have been doing this for a long time. And I'll tell you, honestly, I was submissive many years ago, many, many years ago, but had no idea that's what it was. Um, I've, I've been married before, like I had said previously. In my marriages, I was is this okay? Is that okay? Is it okay for me to go out with my friends? Um, I was catering. I was always trying to make sure that the person that I was with was taken care of above and beyond me. Um, but the bondage, discipline, domination aspect was just introduced about a year ago. So I've been submissive for years. I just didn't know that's what it was. Mm, okay. Thoughts back over to you, Ashley. You back or you out? <laughs> so, all right. So, in, in regards to, see, I'm kind of, well, with you talking about, like, taking care of others and doing all that, like, that's me. Like, I like taking care of others, and I'm always taking care of other people instead of taking care of myself. And it, it's really bad that I do that because, you know, I have people telling me all the time, Ashley, when are you going to take care of you? Who's going to take care of you when something happens to you? I ain't nobody going to take care of me unless I take care of myself. Um, so I'm like, damn, I'm like, is this something I should sign up for? But, I mean, not sign up for, but, you know, look into. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man, you much of the, the leashes and the cages? Hell no. Like, I need to understand <laughs> why. Because, like, like for real, though, like, I, I was reading up on this. I was like, how do people, like, get off or even, like, get the juices flowing, I guess, watching somebody else be whoops or watching somebody else be locked up or watching somebody else, like, begging and, you know, uh, I don't, I just, I, I don't understand that part so i know you'll be able to maybe explain a little bit more on that aspect of it too because once you mentioned leashes and cages i was like oh hell no what else are you going to tell me like there's swings and all this other shit like i i'm i'm sure you know if you look at the movie 50 shades of gray you know you have that yeah. i don't know how i don't know how much of that is true bdsm lifestyle um so maybe you can even, you know, put a little light on that, too. Fifty Shades of Grey is the worst thing that could have ever happened to BDSM. So, That's okay, hilarious. It's a, so oh. it, it was great because it introduced people to an alternative way of thinking. It's horrible because 99% of what goes on in that movie in the way that he is towards her is completely false. He is very domineering. There's little room for her to speak up for herself. There's little room for her to negotiate anything. There's little to no room for her to, to be who she is at all, and that's not how it is. Most people that are truly into the BDSM lifestyle hate those movies with a passion um, because the way that they depict everything is this big, mighty man, uh, be it, you know, physical or monetary or whatever, can come in and tell you what to do, and like a good little bitch, you're going to lay there and do it. That's not how it works. Now, 
with that being said, not to say that there's not some men and women out there that do like to be controlled to the extent that this individual is, but, like, if you've watched that movie, there's a contract. There's, um, his contract is non-negotiable. That's not true. Everything is negotiable in BDSM. Everything that you do is discussed prior, never at the time of, because then there's that room for the submissive to feel like they're obligated to act a certain way. And a true dominant or domain will never put their submissive in that position to where they feel like they have nowhere to go. Um, as for, like, cages and leashes and things like that, there's slaves, there's pets, there's furries, okay? Slaves, pets, and furries are more of the individuals that are into the cages or being fed like a cat or being pet like a cat or a dog, um, put in a cage. I'm not into any of that personally, but I don't try to understand it either because that's their kink and I'm not here to judge. You do what makes you happy, baby. If you like being pet, if you like being put in a cage, if you like being swatted with a newspaper, that's fabulous. I want you to live your life and live your best life. I don't try to understand. I don't ask questions really. Your kink is your kink and my kink is my kink. So, like, as for understanding, I don't know. I don't get it. But it's not for me to get because it's not my thing. Okay. Is there, okay, because I know there's different levels and everything. Is it segregated? Is the BDSM um, community segregated? Like, there's a hierarchy to this thing. One is better than the other. What is it? Not at all. No, it's actually one of the most embracing communities that I've ever been in in my life. There's people that have been in this for years, for 20, 30 years, you can come in off the street and say, hey, you know, I have a question, and they're going to sit down and talk to you. No, I have yet to come across an individual that feels like they're better than another based on experience, based on um, titles. Um, a lot of people in the BDSM community don't like titles. So you'll have masters, um, daddies, sirs, uh, trying to think they can all kind of in our minds they play a role as to who's better than who in the community it has to do with kind of what your role is so a true master is a master of something like bondage, mm. rope bondage he might be a master rope he might be a master at flogging he might be a master at whipping, but it doesn't make him better than me for not knowing about any of that stuff. It's just that's who you would go to if you had a question. That's why the title is there, so they can be trying to recognize, so, oh, shit, I'm interested in flogging. Let me go talk to this individual or, or whatnot. But there's no segregation, not at all. Okay. Great. I'm so I'm going no um, I'm sorry. Um soon as you hit me, can't over. Um well I kinda okay, I like a little spanking. I'm sorry. I do like a little and a little choke here. Not trying to kill me. Cause I know it can get really, 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 really extreme. But what do you okay, in your opinion, to those who actually go extreme, like suspension some that like they get off on you beating me so hard that i see blood you know stuff like that that they claim that's in bdsm what do you say about them people do you baby there's a lot of is people. that a part of bdsm or is that just something else <laughs> no that's bdsm there's there's blood play there's vampire play, there's suspension, there's, um, God, I mean, honestly, you name it, it's there. And 
there's knife play. There's um, medical play. So there's people that use scalpels. There's, um, God, there's, I mean, there's literally, there's, I've heard of, like, nail play. So people get their nails ripped off, their fingernails, toenails, whatever. I mean, you name it, you can find it. There's fire play. There's water play. There's mind fucks. I mean, if you can imagine it. Hold up. Hold up. What's mind fucks? My dominant is into mind fucks. So any way that he can get to me mentally, he loves it. So there's a level of fear. There's a level of, like, almost like concern, but not to the point where I'm scared, to the point where I might be scared of what a punishment could be because you never know what's going on in his mind. You never know where his mind can take him. It's called a mind fuck. You really don't know if you're in trouble. He's got a poker face better than anybody you'll ever see in Vegas. So I might be in trouble, I might not be. I might be in trouble for a week and not even know it, and then one day we meet up to play, and my punishment is something that I never could have imagined. Um, And punishment will never be anything you enjoy. So, like, I enjoy being spanked with implements. I enjoy being choked to the point where he has to literally set me down from up against the wall because I'm about to black out. That is pleasurable to me. So that would never be a punishment. My punishments are my fears. Okay. Devante, your turn. I'm going in the corner. That's it. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I held Look, on. I for 25 minutes, I held on, and I'm out now. <laughs> oh, I'm saying. So, my I got a few questions for you. First and foremost, so is it true that if you want some BDSM type of shit, y'all bust it, like everybody going, ain't even no question, you know what I'm saying, you know we can do what we do, and don't tell nobody, and uh, that's my first question. And my second question is, if you meet a man that wants to be um, the 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 submissive, like, do you as a woman look at him as like a bitch? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that an accurate kind of thing? Because I know if I see a motherfucker, if I walk through the land, I see a nigga locked in a cage. I mean, I'm gonna hit, hit the nigga with side eye. That's first and foremost. But then I'm not gonna respect that motherfucker, and I'm a dude. So I can't imagine what a woman must be thinking in that environment. So it's like, you know, how does that fit in normal day-to-day life or how you view the opposite sex or whatever, what have you? You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever they into type of shit. So for your second question, why would I judge somebody else? A woman could walk by and judge me the same way. Say, look at her. She's weak. She can't even think for herself. She's over there sitting in the corner on her knees looking at this man like she's three years old and she can't even, she can't even eat if she doesn't want. I'm not going to judge anybody else because I don't want anybody else to judge me. I don't look at anybody any different based on how they like to be treated or, or what turns them on. The craziest thing is somebody once told me that a lot of, submissive in our lifestyle are very powerful individuals at work or in their outside life. And the only way that they can have balance in their life is to be that submissive in their relationship. They're powerful. They're in charge. They're CFOs. They're running shit with these major corporations. They're in charge of hundreds of people all day, every day. They are the boss. So in order to have that balance in their life, they need to be able to give that power to somebody else because they need to chill for a minute. They don't want to be in charge at home all the time. They don't want to be running every aspect of their life 
all the time because that's what they're expected to do all day, every day at work, men and women. A lot of submissives are very high-end individuals in their work in their work fields. So this is their release. This is their kind of escape from that reality so that they can balance themselves. Um, word, word. So I, hold on, I got a question real quick. I'm saying, man, put me in the game, coach. Like, how can I, a regular, regular dude, how can I stop breaking the bitch in? Because that sounds like the perfect dream fantasy I dream a genie type of scenario where I just, like, clap my hands and be like, get my slippers, bitch. And she'd be like, okay, daddy. And then I'd be like, yeah. And I like my drawers hand-washed. And she'd be like, that's no problem. Like, that sounds like a perfect situation to be in. How can I train these dragons? You have to be willing to be trained first. What? If you want a woman to feel comfortable enough to give you all of her, you have to prove that you're worthy of that. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. Ow! Say that one more time. Say that shit. Say it. Any dominant will tell you that it's more work for them than, than it is for us. They have, they have all, so my dominant has all of me in his hands. Anything he wants, I'll do it. He works over an hour away from me. He's not feeling good. I'm going to drop you off some soup. I'm going to make sure you got everything you need. I'm going to drop it off and come right back home. Why? Because you need that. And if the shoe were on the other foot, I know he would do the same thing. So just as important as it is for him to take care of me, it's just as important for me to take care of him. It's a power exchange. You cannot go into this lifestyle and say, yeah, I'm going to get these bitches. They're going to listen to me. Shut up and sit down like you're told. That's not how it works at all. If you want a woman yeah. to give you power over her, you have to prove that you can handle that power without it going to your head. It doesn't. Yeah. It, <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. I know that my dominant would never take advantage of me, ever in life. Many times, I tell him, "I'm, I'm going to do this. I can do that for you. I can do this," and he'll get upset because he knows it's in my nature to take care of him first, and I won't take care of myself. That's why he'll tell me, "No, sit down, shut up, and go hang out with your children." Sit down, shut up, and go spend that money on your grandkids. It's not sit down, shut up, because I told you to, bitch. It's sit down, shut up, because you need to focus your energy somewhere else. I'm good, baby, I promise. Go over there. So, yes, I will get slippers. Yes, I would iron his drawers. Yes, I will drop him some food off at work. I will do anything that he asks me to do because I know when I need him most, he will always be there for me. Oh. I just said, wow, yeah. though, for real. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. So we got a question from one of our listeners. All right, you ready for this? It's, okay. actually, from, it's actually from a pastor. Reverend Kenneth Jenkins. Welcome, first of all, welcome to the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Hello. Hello. Um, what is your question? Is that a form of slavery? It can be if you want it to be. That's a whole nother volume. There is a title called a slave. However, Pastor, if I may for just a moment, doesn't the Bible state that submission is part of a marriage? It is, but it has to be it has to be a compromise between the two. I've been married 13 years, and if my wife wanted me to do something, I'm gladly to do it. No problem. If she wants, if I want her to do something. No problem in our power to do what we need to do. 
because we had a covenant that says that we are that we are one as a couple, as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Now, now all the other stuff you're talking about is wild. Uh, uh, I've heard of this before. Um, heard of, I heard of it before, and I'm kind of like, mm, it's not for me. It's really not for me. It's something that it's something seems to like you're going back to slavery again. You know, all you need now is uh, you got the whip and everything. So why you have to whip them in order to get them to do something? Why you have to choke somebody in order to? You know, in order to, and and to get their attention, that's the part I don't understand. You don't. You're whooping me because I like it because it turns me on sexually. It doesn't have anything to do with you have to whoop me to get me to do anything. He's not choking me to make me do anything. He's choking me because it turns me on. Everything in relation to implements like whips and floggers and um, paddles are all a sexual turn-on. They're not things that are used to control the individual. That's a common misconception. It sounds like what it is. That's what it sounds like it is. It sounds like total control. If I'm begging him to spank me because it turns me on, how is he controlling me? I want it. I still say it's it's it, submission is nothing wrong with submitting among with the, with each other. It's nothing wrong with, like I said, I've been married thirteen years. My wife and I get along very well. We, we do things for each other, no problem. I don't, you know, don't to get do no turn ons and nothing like that. I'm just. Straight up, just, honey, would you like me to do something? Or she said, honey, would you like me, or she asked me, honey, would you, what do you think about this? She's giving, we're giving each other opinion, or freely to give each other's opinion on what, uh, on each, what, what, from each other. That's, that's my take on it. Yeah, but the other stuff I don't really don't agree with. I think there's a blurred line. So let me just put this out there real quick. My submission and my kink are two very different things. So my kink is thinking, choking, whooping. Um, my kink is getting on my knees and looking up at him and letting him know that he has that power over me. My submission is taking care of him any and every way that I can. So he doesn't have to do anything to me to get me to bring him soup. He doesn't have to do anything to me to get me to um, take care of myself or take care of him, be it mentally or physically. He doesn't have to use force for me to be submissive to him, the force is the sexual side. And that, I think, is the blood area. The submission is not purely a sexual thing. You know, there's no, he doesn't have to control me to get me to do the things that are within me naturally to do for him. Just like in your marriage, like you said, you will gladly do for your wife, just as she will gladly do for you, and there is no extreme kink involved in that. That's the same thing that I had in my marriages previously. That's the same thing that I have in my relationship currently. I like the other stuff, and he gives me what I like on that level, as well as the emotional side and the caring side. So I get both. But if you're not into 
the kink side, that's fine, but it's obviously not going to make much sense because that's just not what you're into. It's not like, like I said, it's not like he has to whoop me or beat on me or um, choke me to death or whatever for me to do what I would already do for him. I've been doing it for years. I'm 40 years old. I've been taking care of my men since I had them at 18, since my first marriage at 21. And I didn't have the kink back then. Now I just have this euphoric sexual drive added to my natural submission. Wow. Devontae, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the mic to you. Devontae, what you gotta say? Ladies and gentlemen, the the moral of the story is it's not domestic violence if y'all naked. You feel me? Like you could go on here and knock the bitch out. Punch her ass. Come in the room no. with a condom and some boxer gloves. Do what you do. It's not illegal if y'all naked. That's that's pretty much what we're talking about, right? That's what we know. No. no. no? Mm. Completely I'll tell you back on punishment. Go. <laughs> go in the corner. Go on the corner, Devontae. Please go on the corner. Go. I don't want to hear it. Go on the corner. Go. The only reason I'm going to tell you to go on the corner too, Devontae, only because there are women that have been beaten and abused where a scene, as we call it, has gone too far. As I said in the beginning, everything is negotiated. Everybody has hard limits. If I tell you I don't want you to do something, it doesn't matter how into you I am. If you try that, you're wrong. That's abuse. That's neglect. And it can be rape. And it will hold up in court. And you will go to jail. And you will do time for it. There's people that have. Just because I like being spanked or choked or flogged does not mean that you can take my no for a kink. No means no in all aspects of life. And there is a line that can be crossed, and that's very important for people to understand. There are women out there that have been sent to the hospital because somebody overlooked their signal, their safe word, their hard limit. There is rules no matter what. When I tell you to stop, stop. I'm not playing with you. I'm not joking. If I tell you no, then stop. Now, there is a such thing as consensual non-consent, which means I'm going into this scene and I'm going to tell you everything's a go. However, a good dominant, a good top, that means somebody that has power over you, will always give you a safe word or signal. And no matter what is going on in that scene at that moment, no matter what you negotiated before, if I yell out pink elephant, everything stops. Because that means you've hit a limit that I didn't know I had. That means I maybe wasn't as ready for this scene as I thought I was. Things stop. No matter what was pre-negotiated. So, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, for me, this is pretty much of course, everybody got to have a safe word. Of course. Damn it, my, if I get into this, my um, safe word is going to always be now. <laughs> Just now. Uh-uh. Wrong hole. Now. <laughs> Gone. Signal. You're going to see my, my, my fist in your face. That's it. <laughs> there it goes for me. But what type of what do you think the type of mentality someone needs to have to be able to function in this lifestyle without going all the way left, you know, all the way overboard? Um, so I guess from a submission standpoint, you have to trust your instincts. Um, it's very important to have people to talk to. If you can find somebody, if you're new, you need to find somebody else 
to bounce things off of. There's um, groups, they call them munches. It's a munch. You can go, it's a group of individuals that are into BDSM or, I mean, they have munches for all different things, but a BDSM munch is just a lunch. It's a group of people that get together at your local pizzeria and hang out and talk, and they talk about regular life and they talk about kink. But you get this group of people that you get to meet in your community so that you can bounce ideas off of or you could get a protector. You can find somebody that, hey, you know what, I met this person, I want to go out, and they'll tell you how to vet that individual. Vetting is a very important process. That's the process of getting to know somebody, asking them all the questions, um, interviewing them, kind of really making sure that this is somebody that you want to move forward with in a scene, in a relationship, or whatever. You don't just run right in and say, hey, you're a dom, I'm a sub, that's nice, you want to beat me? No, that's not how it works. So you have to have a very clear and level-headed mind. You also have to be very open-minded. You have to be willing to step outside of your box, possibly, if you find somebody that you feel safe and comfortable with, but they have to be able to do the same. Um, If you're interested in being a dominant, you can't run into it with the mentality of I want this bitch to get my slippers and iron my drawers. That's wrong. You have to go into it understanding that you're going to put in a lot of work on yourself and with her. Having control over somebody. You heard that, Devontae. (laughs) Having control over (laughs) It takes a lot of work. All right, Ashley, you said you got a question about the safe word. What's your question? All right, with this whole safe word, so this is me being a thinker. Um, You know, there's some of us that when you get into that moment, whether it's, um, I'm trying to remember what that, like the, the scene play. Um, I, I don't know exactly what you called it, so I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. Um, but, you know, some people will get to, and I know you said you have to kind of be like clear headed or, um, oh my gosh, you have to know like when enough is enough. But there are some people out there, and I'm not saying they're part of this whole BDSM lifestyle, I'm just saying in general. There are some of those people that uh, are so into what they're doing that they almost like kind of like black out and they miss that mark. They miss the safe word. They miss your facial expression. They miss the your your body language or whatever the case is. So, how what happens if they miss that? Like, as you are being submissive to your dom, let's just say he misses the mark, he misses your sign, he misses your safe word, he misses your safe body language, whatever. What happens if he misses that and you're like, yo, I said no, or I said pink outfit, I said whatever, you didn't listen because he blacked out for whatever reason because he was in the, in the, you know, just, he was feeling the moment basically. What happens to him since you're being submissive? What ha- like what do you do? Like, is there any sort of consequence on his end? Like, how does that happen? I have never had that happen personally. Um, I've heard other doms say that they have made mistakes. They have missed signals. It's so after you have a scene there is something called aftercare. Aftercare is significantly important after any playtime or scene because there's so many highs and lows involved in everything. Um, From what I've heard from other people that have been through it, when it happens, you stop immediately, you acknowledge it. Um, I heard a story from one dominant that literally said, Things went too far. He did miss the signal. 
she said something again, and he, he did hear her the second time. He stopped. He apologized. He acknowledged what happened. She told him he needed to leave because it had really messed with her. He asked if he could stay stay because he knew that he had violated one of her um, boundaries. And not intentionally. It was completely unintentional. She said no, so he left. He felt like shit. He followed up with her. He gave her a day, texted her, tried to call her, what have you. Um, But just like anything else, we're human, and things do happen, and that is something that you have to take into account when you're in this lifestyle. Things can happen. As long as you can be man or woman enough to acknowledge it and just stop what you're doing and, and fix it to the best of your ability at that moment, then you've done everything that you can do. With somebody who's truly apologetic, with somebody who truly did make a mistake, you can kind of tell the difference between a person that wanted to test your limits because it was for them and a person that made a mistake. So then at that point, you make that decision if you want to play with them again or if you don't. Because there are people that, you know, you can go to a dungeon and play with somebody as a one-time thing or it could be a relationship, but mistakes do happen in this lifestyle. We're all human. Um, All you can do is try to rectify it the best that you can, make sure that the other individual is okay, and make a mental note that, damn, you know, maybe next time if I feel myself getting too involved, then I need to stop the scene and say, hey, you know what, this isn't safe. I'm starting to get too involved, and that's not a good thing for you. And it goes the other way as well. If a submissive is in the middle of things and she starts to feel herself slipping and not having any kind of mental control to where she might actually say stop, then she should stop the scene or he should stop the scene as well. Um, I'm an individual (laughs) that will try to take more than I really can or more than I really should to please my dom. He knows that about me, so when we've seen, he's very cautious. He has stopped many things because I won't stop it, and he knows I won't stop it. So he pays very close attention to my breathing patterns. He pays very close attention to my body language, even when I'm tied up. You can tell the difference in the tension of an individual if you're paying attention of what is pleasing them and what is actually harming them. I want you to hurt me. I don't want you to harm me. There's a difference. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. I, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to bring Devontae back from out of the corner. Now, Devontae, before I unmute your ass, you got to tread lightly. Matter of fact, ask your question from the corner, okay? Ask it from the damn corner. Yo, speaking for all of the hood diggers and the street diggers out here, right? Right? Um, since I'm in the corner and whatnot, metaphorically speaking. Um, nah, my, my question is, um, if you are a male or female that is curious, wants to learn a little bit more about, you know, the lifestyle, how to enter into this type of world, like, where, what type of, is there any type of suggested readings or, like, places or groups that um, you might suggest or uh, anything like that as a starter type of thing to, you know, kind of gain some access and start learning about how to do what it is that, that, that y'all do? There's a couple different places. So there is a social media. It's called FetLife, F-E-T-L-I-F-E. That is a community for kinksters. And you will find every aspect of kink that you have ever imagined on the globe on that social media site. Um, Another thing is, Uh, What is it? I think it's called Meetup. You can find local munches. 
again, it's uh, just a gathering of like-minded individuals. They're very open um, to kind of, you know, letting anybody else in that has questions or concerns. Um, but there's, you, you do have to do a little research. You got to look around your community. Chicago and the Chicagoland area has a huge community. Indiana, Ohio, huge community within the BDSM lifestyle. Um, and that's just kind of our local area, if you will. Um, but if you do some research, if you look up just where or how, that's how I started. I just Googled it. And the Internet is your friend. Don't believe everything on there, but that's a great start. But again, FetLife, make a profile. Look around. Look through the groups. There's, you can find your local community in those groups. There's forums where you can literally get in there and just ask 100 questions, and people will answer you. Okay. Okay. Well, y'all heard it here. Lola, we going to have you back a lot. <laughs> A whole lot. Oh my God, a lot. Always, and I, I just want to say, you thank you for like giving us insight on here, on this, and pretty much debunking some of the rumors about it, and making sure that you specify how far people can go because I don't want our listeners to come on here and be like, ooh, how we gonna how we gonna control these bitches, Devontae. Um, that's why you back in the corner, see? Um, but to understand the mentality of it, to understand <laughs> to understand not only the mentality of it, but pretty much the fundamentals of this. Okay, so yeah. And if y'all interested, yeah, go to Set Life. I might, I might go peek up in there. I might. I'm just saying, I might. But with that being said, we gonna end this. We gonna end this show out. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lola, for coming back on the Mad Hatters with us. You are always welcome here. This is this your second home just to give us a little bit of insight on stuff out of the ordinary of ordinary the what you call the vanilla life, the vanilla life, okay? I think after talking to you, all of us got is Neapolitan right now. Thank you so much for that. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it and uh, I look forward to doing more uh, more chatting with you guys. Man, because this was everything, everything, everything. So, y'all, y'all can catch the Mad Hatter every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. The number is 717-734-6904. Um, you can make sure to like and share and comment our um, fan page on Facebook, The Mad Hatter, at The Mad Hatter um, Podcast, on Facebook, on Twitter, The Mad Hatter. Um, yo, we also are on Spotify and iHeartRadio. So once you come from here, our playbacks will be on here on TalkShoe Radio and Spotify and iHeartRadio. Y'all make sure y'all go over there and y'all like and y'all follow and y'all share and tell your mama, your cousin, your auntie, your little sister, your friends, your baby daddy, your almost baby daddy, your should have been the baby daddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> tell everybody you know about the Mad Hatters because, baby, we, we talk about some stuff up in here. And I'll tell everybody all the time, the Mad Hatters is not for the easily offended. It's not for the easily offended. You can't be coming up in here with some some, some feelings on your shoulders. Prepare yourself. Look at the title of what we're talking about and prepare yourself. Be prepared for some shit, okay? So with that being said, thank y'all so much, so, so, so much for tuning in to tonight's show.
and we will see y'all on next Friday, next Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Love y'all. Amen. Keep your mind open, and y'all keep fighting for justice up in this real unjust world right now. And we are out. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.